catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Thursday morning, May 19th. I'm Jacob Sedesi. And I'm Elliot Trito. And this is The Point from WUFT News. This past weekend, hundreds of protesters marched in Gainesville for the Bands Off Our Bodies rally in favor of abortion access. We spoke to WFT's Carissa Allen, who was there to talk to some of the protesters on the ground and capture their emotions. Here's Carissa. This story just details 600 pro-abortion rights protesters rallying for abortion rights in response to the Supreme Court leaked draft opinion. So about 600 protesters gathered in Bow Diddley Plaza, and then they marched down University Avenue to the Cora P. Robertson Park, where the rally actually ensued. Um, and there you had speakers um, and chants, and pretty much the whole of the rally took place at the park. How did this protest come to be? Who organized it? And how or why did it come together? So I actually saw pretty much immediately after the political leak, there was a smaller rally, I think, at the Stephen P. Mickle Courthouse. Um, and so there was a little bit of coverage on that. But then Planned Parenthood of Southeast and North Gainesville planned a much, much larger scale rally on Saturday, May 14th. Um, and that's the rally that I covered that had um, a much larger turnout. How long was it and what all went down? Um, so it people started to gather um, at Bow Diddley Plaza around 10 o'clock in the morning. I'd say protesters started marching around 1020 and the park started to clear out at about 1 p.m., I'd say. Um, and so once they got to the Corpy Robertson Park, there were some speakers like Kareem DeVille of Dream Defenders. She was kind of the MC, um, introducing all the speakers. And then um, activists like Shanae Jackson spoke just about the importance of not only abortion rights, but um, equal access to health care. Um, there weren't many counter protesters, which I was surprised about. I was kind of expecting that, um, especially with such a large turnout, but I didn't see any. And they were also handing out flyers at the rally to not engage, even if they were there were a counter protest there, which I thought was interesting. Who did you speak to? I kind of tried to talk to as many people as possible. I was there. So um, obviously protesters. I talked to two women who I mentioned in the article, um, Jane McNulty and Stephanie Birch, who actually had abortions and they were frightened that um, they were able to have a procedure that young people may not um, have access to if the Supreme Court um, decision is like does end up standing. Um, no justices change their vote. Um, so they were there just to kind of share that abortion shouldn't be stigmatized. They felt that when they were younger, they couldn't talk about and it scares them now that like if abortion is made illegal, that it's going to be stigmatized even more. Um, I also spoke to Shanae Jackson, Kareem DeVille, some Dream Defenders people. There were also voter registration tables there. So I spoke to um, two volunteers who were registering voters. I think they said around eight to 10 new people registered to vote. And then um, many other protesters there just checked their addresses because voting is another way to have your voice heard. Oh, I also spoke to Kai Christmas, who's the um, organizer of the event and is the regional organizer for Planned Parenthood of Southeast and North Florida. But yeah, like I mentioned before, there weren't any counter protesters there. I did want to interview some. Um, if they did attend, but I, I, I didn't see any. What were some of the emotions or sentiments you were seeing or feeling on the ground? I think the main emotion was just outrage because there have been multiple polls done throughout the years that 
a majority of Americans do support access to abortion. Um, and so for the Supreme Court to decide to make abortion access illegal or leave it up to the states who someone make it illegal, I think people were just very, very frustrated that their voice wasn't being heard. But on the flip side of that, there was a feeling of empowerment, um, just because even if you really, I don't know, I feel like it's very easy to feel helpless, um, but rallying and chanting down the streets, down University Avenue um, is one way, one way to make a statement and take up space and have your voice heard. So I'd say that it, like, it was exasperation, but then empowerment on the other side. Did you find anything interesting in the story that you weren't able to tell? I think just the expression of like people didn't even have to to say anything. You could just read on the signs how angry they were. There were people with coat hangers on the signs with blood dripping down. There were people dressed as handmaids. So nobody had to say a word. You could have marched down University Avenue silent, but um, the message still would have been spread. Um, and the language on the signs were just um, I don't even know the word. <laughs> it was just, it spoke for itself. Colorful. Yes. <laughs> that was Carissa Allen from WUFT on this weekend's Bands Off Our Bodies rally. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. Florida's version of the Tinder swindler is expected to plead guilty in U.S. court. According to WUFT's Natalia Galixa, 46-year-old Brian Wedgworth, who prosecutors said is known by at least 13 aliases, has remained in federal custody and is expected to plead guilty Thursday morning. Held in a federal court in Tallahassee, he faces up to 20 years in prison for wire and mail fraud and 10 years for money laundering if convicted. Prosecutors believe that he scammed at least 21 women across eight states and amassed over $750,000 through years of schemes. Citizens Property Insurance looks to buy reinsurance amid the collapsing market. Florida Politics' Gray Rohrer writes that the Citizens Property Insurance board members voted Wednesday unanimously to buy $4.3 billion worth of reinsurance coverage for $400 million. The collapsing nature of the reinsurance market, which staffers said is partially fleeing Florida, means the state-run company could get less coverage as reinsurance becomes more expensive. Citizens President and CEO Barry Gilway told the board that marketplace is completely out of control. He added that multiple major reinsurers had left the Florida market, and significant players have cut back their capacity by 50 to 80 percent in the Florida marketplace. Florida lawmakers are scheduled to return to Tallahassee next week for a special session dedicated to stabilizing the property insurance market. Florida Supreme Court Chief Justice Charles Kennedy says the state judiciary still faces a massive covid cause case backlog. According to WFSU's Tom Flanagan, Kennedy said to the Economic Club of Florida on May 17th that the inability to conduct traditional in-person trials meant a huge backup of cases in the system. With the pandemic receding, Kennedy said the state circuit and county courts have shifted into high gear to clear the remaining caseloads. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WFT.org for more information. I'm Elliot Trudeau. And I'm Jacob Sedesi. And you've been listening to The Point from WFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Thursday.